0: Hey there, welcome back to your three part series on kickstarting your journey towards creating your desired best self. This is part two, where we're going to be talking about goal setting and clarity. All right, so in part one, I asked you to define your goals, see what it is that's not working in your life, what do you want to change? try to be specific about it. What area of your life, what are you struggling with? What do you want to amplify, make better? And I asked you to take note of the emotions that you were dealing with and how they are showing up and getting in your way into achieving the thing that you want. Okay. So hopefully you did that because right now we're going to move on to how to make that happen through goal setting and clarity. So I want you to take whatever it is that you wrote down as to what you want to change, what you want to up-level in your life, and I want you to make that as specific and as measurable as you can, okay? So for example, if your goal was something like exercising more, get healthier, that's okay, but that's still kind of vague. I want you to make it more specific, like I'm going to walk for 30 minutes every morning, five days a week. Okay. And we can even break that down even more, but you you get what I'm trying to say. I want you to get specific and what it is that you're trying to achieve in order to have your best life. So break down that goal, break it into small manageable steps. Often this is going to feel doable not as overwhelming as when you see the big picture. And there's nothing wrong with the big picture. It's just that sometimes it impedes people from taking action, okay? So make the goal less overwhelming, keep the big picture, but break it down so that you can have consistent progress. Again, if we take the walking thing, maybe you want to be able to one day, I don't know, run a marathon, but you can't even walk five miles yet. So maybe where you have to start is by committing to walking half a mile every day or walking five minutes, 10 minutes every day. And you do that for a week. And then your next goal would be, I'm gonna walk for 20 or 30 minutes. And then you do that for the following week and that would show progress, okay? So I want you to break down your goal, whatever it is that you wanna change. Then I want you to identify controllable actions. Okay, these are things that are within your control. And why does this matter? Because often when we talk about the things that are getting in our way of making the life that we want, it's not uncommon to pull other people into the reason of why it's not happening. And honestly, you control your own life. It's not happening because you're not making it happen. Okay, So I want you to really take a look of what is in your control. That's going to help you avoid frustration and that's going to remove factors that are not necessary so that you can keep moving towards what you want. And you might have to come up with new habits like time blocking or setting new priorities or minimizing distractions. And that's all okay Again, that's all within your control to get what it is that you desire, what you want. So once you do that, you create a detailed action plan, and that's going to include like timelines or deadlines or milestones. You want specific steps that you can track that can lead you on that road to consistent action because that's what we're doing. We are dealing with consistent action in order to make something happen. If you don't do anything different, then it stays the same, and then you don't get what you want, right? So consistent action means you want to establish a routine, whether that's hourly, daily, weekly, I don't know, but it's creating a new habit. And at first, it's natural for us to find it a little difficult to stick to the new habit, like day one, day two, day three, maybe you're inspired and then something happens, And then you default to your old behavior. Well, I want you to remember that's okay. Just get back on track. We're trying to establish a new habit, just like you do in the morning when you brush your teeth. Okay. Every morning you get up, you brush your teeth. That's just a habit. You're going to do it with whatever it is that you're trying to change, whether it's a communication goal, a finance goal, a health goal, whatever it is, we're establishing new routines, new habits. I want you to set realistic expectations. And that is so important. When you set overly ambitious goals, you tend to become inconsistent. Okay? And that's where progress doesn't take place. Because it's so unrealistic. It's so out there. It's so big. It's so far away. It's so unreasonable. At this moment, the way it's set up, that you find it very hard to stay on track and make the habit. So, I'm not telling you not to make unreasonable goals. I'm telling you to keep the expectations realistic. I don't know what an unreasonable goal might be to you, but let's just talk in terms of money. Let's say you don't have a lot of financial freedom right now, and your goal would be to make many millions of dollars, okay? It would be unreasonable for you to think that you can go from zero or very little money to very many millions of dollars in, let's say, a month or a year. That's not, maybe not impossible, but highly unreasonable, okay? So I want you to set realistic expectations on these goals, And then I want you to monitor this progress, and I want to encourage self-reflection. Are you taking the planned actions? And if not, why? Like, what's getting in your way? When you reflect back on your setbacks, you can actually adjust accordingly. So it doesn't mean that you're failing. It doesn't mean that the goal's not happening. It doesn't mean that you're not getting there. It just means you have to make adjustments. Maybe you need a temporary timeout. It could be an hour. It could be a day. It could be a week. I don't know. But we always have to focus on the big picture and then break it down into daily happenings. Okay? And not every day is a perfect day. So I want you to be nice with yourself and and remember that. Not beat yourself up over that. So adjust and adapt because inconsistency is natural. Life is full of unexpected challenges. And I want you to to learn to be flexible and adaptive. So you reassess, you adjust, and you continue moving forward. That is it. There's an important piece to all this goal setting and clarity, which is also accountability. Because when you're accountable, and you share it with a friend or a coach or a mentor, and you share that progress, that can provide a lot of motivation especially during times where things get a little bit rough and things are not always going to be rough. Sometimes you're going to have some achievements and I want you to celebrate them, no matter how small. If you did finish that 30-minute walk, even though you didn't want to, go ahead, call your friend and tell them, damn, I, I just didn't even feel like walking, but I did it. I feel great. That's celebrating your achievement, maybe treating yourself to, I don't know, a glass of lemonade, whatever it is, doesn't matter, okay? That just maintains motivation. And above all, I want you to practice self-compassion, because like I said, we will be inconsistent, and that does not define you. Setbacks are a natural part of the journey. So learn to love yourself and be okay with whatever's happening. And remember, we're going for progress. So this section is about goal setting and clarity, okay? So that's the gist of it. But let's take an example because I feel that you can benefit from that. And let's take one that's maybe a little bit more complicated than a health goal. Let's say your goal is that you want to improve communication with Um, your partner in your relationship because you've been fighting a lot, you have a lot of disagreements, you're not being that loving, you're not being that kind. Let's say you want to work on that, and that's your goal. You want to revive your marriage. You want to infuse a lot of deeper love and understanding. That would be the goal. So you start by breaking down the goal into smaller steps. What does that look like? Maybe you want to identify, and and again, I I suggest you do all this in writing at all times, because if you keep it in your head, it just gets lost, it gets confusing. There's something about putting it in paper and seeing it in black and white. So, you want to take the smaller steps, break down the goal, identify the specific aspects of communication you want to address, such as active listening, or how you express your feelings, or how you manage disagreements, okay? That would be what you would write down. And then you want to break down that area of how to foster love and kindness into tangible behaviors like expressing appreciation, doing small gestures, holding hands, right? So I want you to break down the goal. So remember, the big goal was improve communication in the relationship because we're disagreeing and we're not being very loving, and now we're breaking it down, then I want you to identify the things that you can control. Because remember, I said you're going to blame people, and I don't want you to blame people. I want you to take control over the situation, because you are the one that's actively working on changing this to make it your best life. So, how do we do that? In this case, you can start by using I statements to express how you're feeling during this disagreements instead of blaming your partner. You can say, I feel whatever it is you feel. You can practice active listening by fully focusing on your partner's perspective without interrupting, even if you disagree with them. That would be active listening. And you can set aside time for important specific, meaningful conversations. That would help you get closer to your goal. Next, I would want you to create a action plan, like a week one, right? That's where you identify the communication challenges and you discuss them. Week two, maybe you'd practice active listening during conversations or maybe share positive feedback on a daily basis. Week three, maybe you'd introduce the concept of timeout during disagreement so you can cool off and not continue pouring fire into it, right? Or maybe you'd want to introduce that date night or activities that reinforce love and connection. I want you to have a theme, something for you to do, detailed action plan, weekly, daily, daily. Whatever it is that you need to do to move closer towards what it is that you desire. Then you're going to establish a routine. It's the integration of all of it. So you do that, again, time on your schedule, daily, weekly. If you write it down, if you have to, put it on your iPhone or on your calendar, wherever it is that you write down things, to remind you that this is part of what you're working on and you need to do. And remember how I talked about expectations. I want you to recognize that anytime we're making change, it's a gradual process. And in this case, let's say you're working on your relationship with your partner, improving communication is a gradual process. I mean, it's going to take time to get into this new habit of relating to each other, acknowledging that you're going to have disagreements sometimes, and that's okay, but it's how you handle them. That's what you're working on, that's a realistic expectation. So it would be unrealistic for you to say, we're never going to argue again. But you can say, we're going to handle it better next time we disagree. Then I want you to monitor and reflect, which is check in on how it's working, your new communication strategies, on how you agree to disagree and identify any improvement that is necessary. I want you to adjust, to adapt. If something's not working, be open to adjust and change the plan. Adapt it based on the feedback that you're having with your partner, with your experience, with how it feels to you, with how it feels for them. And I want you to always celebrate the small wins. Notice when it's getting better. Notice when you're doing better. You're not arguing. You're being more loving. And certainly, if you want to share that progress with someone else, like a coach, a therapist, whatever, please go ahead and do so. And always self-compassion. I want you to acknowledge that you are a human in this experience that can get complex. Don't judge yourself that you're doing it wrong, that it's not fast enough, whatever it is. Keep your eye on progress, on showing up as a better version of yourself. So, again, even in this example that was about a relationship, yes, it's about the relationship, but it's more about how you can make the changes and how you can make these shifts so that you can get to that place that you want to get. And often, as a systems therapist, I see that. If you make one change, the other person is also going to change by default. It's like a domino effect. So we don't often have to wait for someone else to do something and get to get the result we want. It very often means we do something different. Okay? So keep that in mind. So go back to whatever it is that you're trying to work on, your goal, whatever it is that makes you have a better life that you desire, and think about what we just talked about, okay, and how you can apply that. I'm going to do another one just so that we can go through that again, and this will be an easier one. The Let's lose, I don't know, 10 pounds, get stronger muscles one. Again, break down the goal realistic timeline for weight loss. Maybe you need to break down and write down the specific exercises or the strength training routine. You want to know when you're doing them, for how long, where. That's important. You want to know what you can control. Perhaps it's, you know, what you're eating. Perhaps you want to be more mindful of your caloric intake. And what kind of exercises are best for what it is that you're trying to reach, right? Whether it's strength training or cardio or whatever it is. You're going to do a detailed action plan, week one, week two, week three, how you incorporate these exercises, for how long you're going to track them. Which means that you're doing a routine, you're working on your habits, you're preparing meals. Ahead of time, you know what you're going to eat. You're setting realistic expectations because weight loss and muscle gain takes time. You're celebrating small victories like increased stamina, lifting heavier weights. You're tracking your progress. You are reflecting on the challenges and adjusting on them if necessary. Modifying whether it's that you prefer one exercise over the other or whether it's sustainable or it's not. You're sharing your goals. Maybe you're getting an accountability buddy for your workouts. You're celebrating small wins. Like if you wanted to lose 10 pounds and you lost two, that's something that you want to celebrate. You want to be proud of. You're on route. It's progress. And you're practicing self-compassion. Because remember, there's times that things are not going to go just right, okay? And progress is not always linear. So again, consistency, habit, making sure that you know what the goal is, getting back on track if for some reason find yourself off track, being kind to yourself, that's the name of the game. And if you do it for long enough, for whatever goal it is that you're trying to achieve, Again, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. You're certainly going to get way closer than if you don't do this. And more likely than not, you're going to achieve the goal that you are desiring. The number one reason people don't get what they want is because they quit. They give up when things get rough, when they're complicated, when they don't make decisions. People give up. They drop it. And that's why they don't get it. Okay? So I'm encouraging you to track the stuff to remain clear and consistent action that's what this is about and i realized that sometimes that could be overwhelming sometimes you can need some people to help you in the progress of creating this consistent action if you're working with your finances maybe you need to hire somebody that knows more about money management and budgeting that perhaps Maybe that's not your area, your zone of genius. So you do that. Maybe it means listening to a podcast, reading a book, hiring an accountant. I don't know. The same thing with exercise. Maybe you want to work with a trainer, with relationships. Maybe you want to work with a relationship coach if you guys are in a, a place where you're both stuck and it's just not moving. So please go ahead and bring people in to help you, but don't give up, okay? And when you're talking about change, we often have this thing that we get overwhelmed, right? That's not uncommon. All right. So how do you handle overwhelm? Well, you want to always identify the task based on urgency, on importance. Okay. So what's most urgent? What's most important? What's not that urgent? Not that important. That's how you prioritize. All right. So if you're on the weight loss, muscle strengthening goal, I mean, if that's your goal, it has to be prioritized, okay? So, is it important? Absolutely. So, your job is, we go back to time, how to fit it into your schedule, okay? So, if you're trying to do that at 5 o'clock when you're supposed to be making dinner and tending to the kids and so forth, that might not work out so well. So, your priority might be wake up a little bit earlier and get the workout done early in the morning, okay? so. Maybe that's a concept you reject at first, but once you establish the habit and it works and you see progress, you can fit it into your routine and nothing bad would happen. So handling overwhelm has a lot to do with prioritizing tasks, setting realistic goals, time blocking, which means making time for the thing that you're working on, being mindful because you get overwhelmed, stressed out. You want to try to chill out, manage your stress. You may have to learn how to say no to things when you're overwhelmed and making changes so that you can have space to integrate the new stuff. You want to delegate when possible if it's interfering in you achieving your goal. And I want you always to take a break and remember self-care is very important. So, we want to do all these things while we're reaching our goal. And again, There's tasks that you can do and you can break them down into smaller tasks. You can put them uh, within uh, time limits. Calendars are wonderful for all of this. Even, you know, calendar time to speak to your partner, right? Maybe it's Friday nights at 7 p.m. or Sunday mornings at 10 p.m. while we do uh, breakfast. That all works. They're all concepts that you really have to be making part of your life in order to get closer to that goal that you are trying to achieve, okay? So that's that for part two. Let's start making some goals, getting them clear, getting them on a schedule, getting them written down, and just start the process, okay? I'll come back for part three. All right, talk to you soon.